The ACB Braille Forum, Volume 61, January 2023, Number 7. Published by the American Council of the Blind. Read by Nancy Gahagan in the recording studio of the Perkins Library. Be a part of ACB. The American Council of the Blind, trademark, is a membership organization made up of more than 70 state and special interest affiliates. To join, contact the National Office at 1-800-424-8666. Contribute to our work. Those much-needed contributions which are tax-deductible can be sent to Attention Treasurer, ACB 6200 Shingle Creek Parkway, Suite 155, Brooklyn Center, Minnesota, 55430. If you wish to remember a relative or friend, the National Office has printed cards available for this purpose. Consider including a gift to ACB in your last will and testament. If your wishes are complex, call the National Office. To make a contribution to ACB by the Combined Federal Campaign, use this number, 11155. Check in with ACB. For the latest in legislative and governmental news, call the Washington Connection 24-7 at 1-800-424-8666 or read it online. Listen to ACB reports by downloading the MP3 file from www.acb.org or call 518-906-1820 and choose option 8. Tune in to ACB Media at www.acbmedia.org or by calling 518-906-1820. Learn more about us at www.acb.org. Follow us on Twitter at ACB National or like us on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash ACBNATIONAL. Copyright 2022 American Council of the Blind. Eric Bridges, Executive Director. Sharon Lovering, Editor. 1703 North Beauregard Street, Suite 420, Alexandria, Virginia, 22311. Table of Contents. President's Message. Humble and Proud to Start the New Year. By Dan Spoon. 2022 in the Rearview Mirror by Eric Bridges. Holiday Auction, a Big Success by Leslie Spoon. Announcing our 2023 convention tours by Janet Dickelman. Call for nominees for 2023 ACB Awards by Carrie Muth and Connie Sims, Awards Committee co-chairs. Embrace possibilities and opportunities. Apply to become a 2023 Durward K. McDaniel, DKM, first-timer, by Kenneth Semyon Sr. In Memoriam, Warren Toyama, by Don Thompson and Chris Gray. Summary of the August and September meetings of the ACB Board of Directors, by Penny Reader. Affiliate News. How can we bring what we learned at the ACB convention back to our affiliate members? Compiled by Artis Bazin. Passings. Here and There, edited by Cynthia Hawkins. Upcoming Forum Themes and Deadlines. March 2023, ACB Women. Deadline, January 25, 2023. April 2023, Theme TBA. 
Deadline, February 24, 2023. Are you moving? Do you want to change your subscription? Contact Sharon Lovering in the ACB National Office, 1-800-424-8666 or via email, slovering at acb.org. Give her the information and she'll make the changes for you. President's Message Humble and Proud to Start the New Year by Dan Spoon It's time to look back and celebrate. What an amazing year. It was filled with so many highs and lows, yet we end the year humble and proud of all that ACB accomplished in 2022. As I write this article, we are celebrating the second annual Audio Description Awards Gala. This gala is a confirmation of how far ACB has led the blind and low vision community in the advancement of audio description. The gala featured the first AD People's Choice Award to the show Obi-Wan Kenobi. This Star Wars-themed production is streamed on Disney+, Plus, produced by Lucasfilm, and the audio description was created by Deluxe. There was testimony from Ewan McGregor, Obi-Wan Kenobi himself, and an award presentation from Stevie Wonder. Thanks to the Audio Description Project, ADP Committee, and the ACB staff for all of their efforts. Together, we make a difference. In the area of advocacy, ACB was instrumental in introducing two new bills in both the Senate and the House of Representatives. The Website and Software Application Accessibility Act takes a huge step promoting accessibility in the digital platforms that are so important to our quality of life. In addition, the Communications, Video, and Technology Accessibility Act was introduced to expand equal access in broadcast media, streaming, and communications for the deafblind communities. ACB continues to work to improve accessibility for at-home COVID tests and promote equal access to the ballot box with election ballot return for mail-in voting. Together, we make a difference. ACB partnered with the American Foundation for the Blind, AFB, to provide 21 scholarships with a combined value of $92,000. We had a truly hybrid convention in Omaha and broadcast on ACB Media. Members participated from across the nation and around the world. All ACB members had the opportunity to vote with fully accessible Vote Now ballots for five Board of Directors positions and three Board of Publications, BOP, positions. We debated 22 resolutions and four Constitution and Bylaws amendments. It was the first chance for so many members of the community to get together in person. You could feel the love and excitement throughout the event. Together, we make a difference. ACB Media hosted over 20 state affiliate conventions, and the ACB Community Events Platform passed 10,000 events with 300,000 unique touches. The ACB community is a game-changer. This platform provides our affiliates, committees, members, corporate partners, and friends an opportunity to connect in a welcoming environment. It's so easy to create a show, get it scheduled, promote it through the community event calendar, and have it professionally hosted and broadcast. You can meet ACB for the first time one week by attending an event and be facilitating an event the next week. Now that's instant access to ACB. Together, we make a difference. With all these ACB accomplishments, the most humbling events took place over Thanksgiving. 
The Friendsgiving event on Thanksgiving Day always reminds me of why Leslie and I got involved in ACB. The joy of connection and being there for each other. It was fantastic to hear the stories of how our ACB family has made a difference in so many lives. We are there when our friends need us. For those alone on a holiday, ACB is there. For those needing some encouragement, ACB is there. For those needing some technical assistance, ACB is there. For someone just needing a friend to listen, ACB is there. ACB makes a difference. Finally, we were amazed by the outpouring of generosity at the ACB Media Holiday Auction. It's so much fun to hear everyone bidding against each other for food, crafts, jewelry, technology, and unique specialty items. However, it's not about the items. It's about the love that everyone is showing for ACB. It's truly humbling to see how much so many care about ACB and our mission to make life better for all members of the blind and low vision community. Occasionally, someone contacts me and asks, What does ACB do for me? For me, this is an easy answer. It takes a national presence to truly organize our community to make a difference. It is our collective voices that gets the attention of the nation. We have a voice with the federal government, corporate partners, the broadcast and print media, other blindness organizations, and the public at large. Our next chance to lift our voices will be on March 10 in Washington, D.C., at our Accessible Currency Rally in front of the White House to promote the Harriet Tubman $20 bill. We hope to see you there. Thank you for being a member of ACB and being someone who cares. Together, we will all work to make a difference. Leslie and I wish you all a very happy new year. Please remember the quote from Helen Keller, Alone, we can do so little. Together, we can do so much. 2022 in the Rearview Mirror by Eric Bridges Wow, what a year we've had. The year 2022 came with many triumphs and challenges and some major firsts. With the COVID pandemic continuing, the matter of accessible home testing came to the forefront. ACB's immediate past president, Kim Charlson, was quoted in a New York Times article on why accessibility for COVID testing needed such urgent attention. President Dan Spoon followed up with a letter to the Biden administration requesting urgent action on test accessibility and to the National Institutes of Health requesting an update. In February, our work with Constant Contact paid off. We were able to get headings included in our biweekly newsletter, Dots and Dashes, and later into the ACB Braille Forum and the ACB eForum. We, along with 180 other disability organizations, signed on to a letter to the Department of Justice that urged them to promulgate enforceable online accessibility standards by the end of the current administration. March brought some more good news. CBS significantly increased the amount of programming it makes available with audio description. Bull, Ghosts, United States of Al, SWAT, Good Sam, Magnum P.I., and Undercover Boss, I'll have audio description. If you've ever tried to find your way through the Washington, D.C. area's metro rail system, you know how difficult it can be. But now, there's a wayfinding app available to help you. Waymap, which works both indoors and out. It has been installed at three metro stations so far, Braddock Road, Brooklyn, and Silver Spring. 
If you're curious as to how it works, you can view a demonstration video at tinyurl.com slash numeral 3 rxwtxzy. In June, there was a big breakthrough. The federal government announced a new initiative to expand the availability of testing options that are more accessible for people who are blind or low vision and who use a smartphone. ACB and our members have long fought for accessibility improvements to our nation's healthcare system, including accessible home diagnostic tests and durable medical equipment, said ACB President Dan Spoon. This announcement and program marks an important first step to provide more accessible COVID-19 at-home tests for people who are blind or low vision. The Illum tests were made available at this year's conference and convention in Omaha. The conference itself marked a major milestone. It was the first-ever hybrid convention with members participating in person, via Zoom, by telephone, and listening via ACB Media. ACB awarded scholarships to 20 students. See tinyurl.com slash numerals 53 XT numeral 4 KHW. Had two first-timers, Joe Derrick Green and Greg Wansnyder, and five J.P. Morgan Chase Leadership Fellows, Judy Brown, Danette Dixon, Kristen Kelling, Byron Lee, and Cecily Laney Nipper. Toward the end of convention, ACB's new mentorship access and peer support program, MAPS, began accepting applications for guides, mentors, and explorers, mentees. The guides are Ray Campbell, Lucy Edmonds, Paul Edwards, Marianne Grignon, Lynn Corral, John McCann, Deanna Noriega, Penny Reader, Pam Shaw, Patty Slobby, Jeff Tom, and Donna Williams. Explorers are Anthony Acamine, Mo Carpenter, Belinda Collins, Natalie Couch, Christy Crespin, Joe Green, Kristen Kelling, Doralee Martinez, Kelsey Nicolay, Leisha Patakal, Lisa Sled, and Keo Wright. Also in July, I participated in a Netflix community panel about accessibility and entertainment during an accessible screening of The Gray Man in New York City. Forbes magazine found it so fascinating, they wrote an article about the screenings. You can find it at tinyurl.com slash numeral 2 C numeral 9 C XXBT. Immediate past president Kim Charlson was honored in August. Kim was selected out of a diverse pool of nominees to receive a John F. Kennedy Center for the Performing Arts Award for Excellence in Accessibility Leadership at the organization's Leadership Exchange in Arts and Disability LEAD Conference held in Raleigh, North Carolina. The Award for Excellence in Accessibility Leadership recognizes a lifetime of achievement in arts access and was presented to Kim for her avid championing of audio description and lifelong accessibility advocacy. In September, the ACB community held its 10,000th community event. Exercise, languages, peer support, technology, crafting, cooking, sports, music, serious discussions, fun with games, and so much more have helped bring many new people to ACB and build a community which continues to grow. Clark Rockfall, ACB's Director of Advocacy and Governmental Affairs, was featured on Comcast Newsmakers, discussing the impact of the lack of accessible COVID-19 testing on the blind and low-vision community and efforts to ensure healthcare and medical systems are accessible for everyone.
To view the video, visit tinyurl.com slash y numerals 93 p tap numeral 3. One of this year's legislative imperatives was the Website and Mobile Applications Accessibility Act. On September 29, Senator Tammy Duckworth, Democrat, Illinois, and Representative John P. Sarbanes, Democrat, Maryland, introduced the Websites and Software Applications Accessibility Act, S-4998, and H.R. 9021, in both the United States Senate and the House of Representatives. S-4998 has been referred to the Committee on Health, Education, Labor, and Pensions. H.R. 9021 has been referred to the Committee on Education and Labor and in addition to the Committee on the Judiciary. Another interesting event focused on outer space. Representatives from the Space Telescope Science Institute joined ACB's advocacy team during an event to discuss how their team has collaborated to make NASA's Webb Space Telescope images accessible to people who are blind and low vision. To view the video, visit tinyurl.com slash yha numerals 26 mwe. Speaking of space, the ACB National Office learned that a major building renovation would be taking place starting in spring 2023. The search for new office space began in the fall. October brought rain and falling leaves, and after much work by the ACB media crew, the convention podcasts and videos. For more information, go to acb.org slash numerals 2022-conven. T-I-O-N dash P-O-D-C-A-S-T-S. It also brought NASCAR's Vivid featuring ACB staff member Colby Garrison. View the video with audio description at tinyurl.com slash numerals 497-H-J-X numeral 8-B. ACB's advocacy team was quite busy in November. One issue that took a fair amount of energy was the Federal Aviation Administration's request for comments in minimum seat dimensions necessary for safety of air passengers, emergency evacuation. In ACB's comments, Swathananda Kumar wrote, Many ACB members are guide dog handlers. Under the Air Carrier Access Act, ACAA, regulations, service dogs are permitted to fly with their handlers. However, the shrinking size of airplane seats and accompanying foot space makes it increasingly difficult for such dogs to travel easily and comfortably with their handlers. Comfort is not the only concern. The lack of adequate space can add time it would take to exit a row for a service dog handler and service dog in the event of an emergency evacuation. She also noted that many people who are blind are also older and experience age-related mobility challenges. Many use support canes, walkers, and other mobility devices. Narrow spaces between rows of airplane seats would make it difficult for these individuals to evacuate an aircraft quickly and safely because they are already not easily able to enter or exit a row due to their mobility and balance disabilities. Over the course of the past year, ACB has also been engaged with key partners and stakeholders in the autonomous vehicle and exercise and fitness industries. ACB is a founding member of the Waymo Accessibility Network. The network, with representation from organizations that advocate for a variety of disability communities, works with Waymo to ensure driverless technology and vehicles are fully accessible for all individuals with disabilities. 
In addition, ACB is continuing to collaborate with Cruise, owned by General Motors, on the accessibility of its AV technology, so that blind and low-vision individuals have access to increased mobility and independence in transportation. ACB also worked collaboratively with Concept2 to make its popular ERG data app fully accessible for blind and low-vision individuals to make exercise and managing health easier and more accessible. ACB has also worked closely with its partners in the deaf and hard-of-hearing community and offices on Capitol Hill to introduce the Communications, Video, and Technology Accessibility Act, a much-needed update to the 21st Century Communications and Video Accessibility Act, in both the House and Senate. On November 17th, Representative Anna Eshoo, Democrat California, and Senator Ed Markey, Democrat Massachusetts, introduced the Communications, Video, and Technology Accessibility Act of 2022, H.R. 9333 and S-5121. The bill would expand the availability of accessible media for individuals with disabilities, including the blind and low-vision community. This was another 2022 legislative imperative. While great progress has been made on many of these issues, they are not fully resolved. We may need your assistance and advocacy on some of these issues. Stay tuned to the Washington Connection and future issues of the Forum for further information. Holiday Auction A Big Success The Auction Committee would like to thank everyone for participating in the ACB Media Holiday Auction and making it such a big success. This year's holiday auction showcased over 175 items donated by affiliates, staff, members, and friends. A special thanks to the auction committee members who produced vivid descriptions, item pictures, audio descriptions on ACB Media 2, and formatted electronic documents for easy access for everyone's viewing. It's fantastic to hear all the excitement on Sunday night as members are bidding against each other. Stay tuned for more information about the summer auction. Leslie Spoon Announcing our 2023 Convention Tours by Janet Tickleman An amazing array of tours awaits you in Schaumburg. Full tour descriptions, details, and pricing will be posted to the convention list, the convention website, and on the conference and convention registration form. In-person convention dates are June 30th through July 7th. The opening general session will be Saturday evening, July 1st. Our exhibit hall will be open Saturday through Wednesday, with evening hours on Sunday, July 2nd. Don't miss our banquet on Thursday evening, July 6th. Friday, June 30. 1. The Museum of Science and Industry. Go down into a coal mine and see what life was like for miners. Perform hands-on experiments. Learn the science behind taste. Learn about sound waves and walk through a replica of a human heart. There's so much to experience, plus lunch and an amazing gift shop. 2. Detective Dinner Learn about the players, hear the clues, and figure out who done it while enjoying a great meal. Note, the tours on both Fridays are consecutive, so you can attend both tours. Saturday, July 1. 1. Beach Day Swim, sit on the beach, enjoy lunch, and take a ride on a pontoon boat or play beach games. We'll do it all at Bangs Lake. There will be lifeguards and a gazebo for anyone who wishes to be out of the sun. 2. Holocaust Museum 
None of us want to think about this horrendous but important time in history. This museum focuses on life in Poland and talks about not just the Jewish people who were persecuted, interned, and murdered, but also those with disabilities and other ethnicities. Lunch from a local deli will be provided as part of this tour. Sunday, July 2. 1. Tube down the river. Travel to Winnemac, Indiana, where you will spend three hours floating down the river. Several tubes will be joined together so that everyone will be safe. Life jackets will be provided. You must wear rubber-soled, closed-toe shoes, such as old tennis shoes or water shoes, on the river. If you don't have footwear, you will be required to rent water shoes from the venue for $15. Make sure to bring sunscreen. Lunch will be provided. 2. Chicago History Museum The museum's collection of more than 23 million objects, images, and documents records the evolution of Chicago, one of the nation's most significant cities, from fur-trading outpost to modern metropolis. Monday, July 3. 1. Pizza and Gangster Tour Taste the flavors of Chicago and learn about the most notorious era the Windy City is known for, Prohibition. Consider this a city bus tour with a twist. You'll get a chance to literally eat your way through Chicago by sampling slices of its world-famous pizza at three culturally significant pizzerias. Along the way, we'll educate the group about all things pizza, and since one of the pizzerias used to be an Al Capone-controlled speakeasy, we'll discuss that history as well. 2. National Museum of Mexican Art Founded in 1982, we represent the Mexican community from our own point of view and our own voice. Our goal is to stimulate knowledge and appreciation of Mexican art and culture from both sides of the border through a significant permanent collection of Mexican art, rich visual and performing arts programs, high-quality arts education programs and resources, and professional development of Mexican artists. The museum welcomes all people and strives to foster a world where all are included. During this tour, we will see some 3D renderings of paintings, and our docents will describe the exhibits for us in vivid detail. We will also learn about the murals painted in the neighborhood. Lunch from a local Mexican restaurant will be included in this tour. Tuesday, July 4. 1. Wine Tasting Travel to Milton, Wisconsin to visit two wineries, one of which also includes beer tasting. Sit outside and sip learn about wine production, purchase wine for shipping, if your home state allows, and visit great gift shops with numerous wine-related items. Lunch will be provided. 2. Sports Day We are still working on this tour, but plan to have a tour of Soldier Field and watch the White Sox play the Toronto Blue Jays at Guaranteed Rate Field. Wednesday, July 5 1. Horizons for the Blind Everything in the building is labeled in large print and braille. Visit the production area where everything from utility bills to menus are embossed, and Horizon's phenomenal store with numerous gadgets and braille books. Enjoy lunch with the Horizon staff and learn about their history. 2. Long Grove Confectioners You've probably had these marvelous treats before. Long Grove Confections are sold under many other labels. Learn about how their candy is handmade try some samples, and do lots of shopping. They have everything from monster peanut butter cups to candied roasted pecans. 
3. Museum of Broadcast Communications We don't know yet what exhibits will be at the museum when we visit, but this is a must for anyone interested in the history of radio and TV broadcasting. Thursday, July 6. Goodman Theatre Attend an audio-described performance of Tommy. Prior to the performance, go on stage to meet the cast, see the costumes and scenery. Note, you will leave after affiliate roll call and be back in time for the banquet. Friday, July 7. The San Filippo, Place de la Musique, is known worldwide for its magnificent collections of beautifully restored antique music machines, phonographs, arcade and gambling machines, chandeliers, art glass, the world's largest restored theater pipe organ, the most spectacular European salon carousel in existence, street and tower clocks, steam engines and other functional mechanical antiques, displayed within a breathtaking French Second Empire setting. If you enjoy music, trains, or antiques, you don't want to miss this tour. Odyssey Dinner Cruise Take a gourmet dinner cruise on a high-end luxury yacht with the stunning skyline of Chicago serving as your backdrop. Climb aboard your recently renovated vessel, featuring a sumptuously appointed rooftop lounge and stylish interior design for your cruise along Lake Michigan. Then sit down for a three-course dinner. After dinner, enjoy coffee and tea, captivating views of Chicago landmarks like the Willis, formerly Sears, Tower, and Navy Pier, plus musical entertainment provided by the onboard DJ. Staying in touch. The conference and convention announce list will be filled with information. To subscribe to the list, send a blank email to acbconvention plus sign S-U-B-S-C-R-I-B-E at A-C-B-L-I-S-T-S dot org. If you received updates for the 2022 convention, you do not need to subscribe to the list. Hotel details. Room rates at the Renaissance are $98 per night double occupancy, with an additional $10 charge for up to four people, plus tax, which is currently 15%. To make reservations online, visit tinyurl.com slash numeral 2, mb, numeral 9, yn, numeral 5, j. For telephone reservations, call 1-800-468-3571. This is a central reservations number, so please indicate you are with the American Council of the Blind 2023 Conference and Convention at the Renaissance Hotel in Schaumburg, Illinois. Convention Contacts 2023 Exhibit Information, Michael Smitherman, 601-331-7740, Exhibitors at acb.org. 2023 Sponsorship Opportunities, Eric Bridges, E-B-R-I-D-G-E-S at acb.org, or Clark Rockfall, C-R-A-C-H-F-A-L at acb.org, phone 202-467-467. 5081. For any other convention-related questions, contact Janet Dickelman, Convention Chair, 651-428-5059 or via email, janet.dickelman at gmail.com, j-a-n-e-t dot d-i-c-k-e-l-m-a-n at gmail.com. Call for nominees for 2023 ACB Awards, 
by Carrie Muth and Connie Sims, Awards Committee co-chairs. The Awards Committee is searching for nominees who you feel are deserving of national recognition for their work in ACB or the blindness community. Awards will be presented at the 2023 Conference and Convention in Schaumburg, Illinois. Nominees will be judged on the quality of nomination letters and how well the person meets the spirit of the award for which they are being nominated. Please note that the reach of the candidate's work must be national, not just local. All nomination letters must be received electronically by 11.59 p.m. Eastern on April 1, 2023. Please be sure to email your nomination letters to both Carrie Muth, C-A-R-R-I-E dot M-U-T-H dot A-C-B-O at gmail dot com, and Connie Sims, K-O-N-I dot L dot S-I-M-S at gmail dot com. Once the committee has received your nomination letters, committee members will review and judge the entries submitted against the criteria. Please be mindful that these are national awards and nominees will be judged accordingly. New this year. If you are unable to submit a written nomination, you may call Natalie Couch at 502-963-5899 or Jean Mann at 518-640-9572 and dictate your letter over the phone. Natalie is available after 6 p.m. on weekdays and all day on weekends. We will not assist you with wording the nomination. We will do our best to write down all that you say and nothing more. All about the awards. The Derwood K. McDaniel Ambassador Award is given in recognition of a blind person who may or may not be a member of a blindness organization, but who has, through his or her personal characteristics and activities, unrelated to his or her employment, contributed most to the acceptance and understanding of blind people as capable, contributing members of the community. Originally called the Ambassador Award, this award was first given in 1963. The first recipient was Geraldine Noller. More recent recipients include Derwood K. McDaniel, 1983, Roger Peterson, 1999, Ed Walker, 2003, Dr. W. Aubrey Webson, 2017, Alan Peterson, 2021, and Janet Dickelman, 2022. The George Card Award is given to an individual who has dedicated his or her life to work with and for people who are blind, making a real difference and improving quality of life for providing leadership and being a positive role model. George Card was the first recipient of this award in 1968. Card's leadership roles included that of Executive Secretary of the Wisconsin Council of the Blind, member of the ACB Board of Directors, and delegate to the World Council for the Welfare of the Blind, from People of Vision, Chapter 4, in the Section 1948, the 7th NFB Convention, Baltimore, Maryland. More recent recipients include Eugene Lozano, 1993, Charles Crawford, 1998, Abraham Nemeth, 2002, and Camille Caffarelli, 2020. The James R. Olson Distinguished Service Award is periodically given to individuals who have made important contributions which have advanced opportunities for the blind community. This award can be given to an individual or an organization. This award was originally named the Distinguished Service Award. It was renamed for James R. Jim Olson following his passing in 2005. 
Previous winners include Kathy McGivern, 1997, Shirley Keller of Creative Adaptations for Learning, 2001, Jim Olson, 2005, Leroy Johnson, 2007, and Kim Crowell and the Crystal Bridges Museum of American Art, 2021. The Robert S. Bray Award is given to a person who has made a contribution toward improving library technology or communication devices. It could also be given for expanding access for all blind people or for making opportunities within the mainstream media. This award was named for Robert S. Bray, who was chief of the Division for the Blind and Physically Handicapped Library of Congress, now known as the National Library Service for the Blind and Print Disabled. The first recipient was Charles LaCase, 1977. Other recipients include James Chandler, 1983, Stephen Dwornick, 1994, Jim Stovall, 1995, Jim Fruchterman, 2002, and Karen Kenninger, 2020. The Marjorie G. Beeman Volunteer Recognition Award honors individuals who have given tirelessly of their efforts, resources, expertise, or time toward improving the quality of life in the blindness community. The achievements, accomplishments, or service on which the nominations are based must reflect ACB's vision and mission. This award may be given to a deserving individual or organization. The award was named for Marjorie Beeman, who was the convention's volunteer coordinator. It was first given in 2016 to Marjorie Beeman. Other winners include Sally Benjamin, 2017, Patty Cox, 2019, Michael Smitherman, 2020, and Rhonda Trott, 2022. The Affiliate Outreach Award is based on a recommendation by an affiliate president which recognizes a local chapter for a new outreach program. This program must have a measurable outcome. The Affiliate Outreach Award was first presented in 2000 to the Council of Citizens with Low Vision International. Other previous winners include the Middle Tennessee Council of the Blind, 2009, ACB of Ohio Columbus Chapter, 2015, and Friends in Focus, Medina, Ohio Chapter, 2021. The Affiliate Growth Awards are based on the greatest increase in membership, as determined by the 2022-2023 membership reports. One award is given for the greatest percentage of growth, and another is presented to the affiliate with the largest number of new members. The 2022 winners are the D.C. Council of the Blind for a 469.56% growth in membership and Randolph Shepard Vendors of America, 125 new members. Deadlines and Questions Nominations open on January 1st and close on April 1st, 2023. Submit your nominations as soon as possible. Late submissions will not be considered. If you have any questions, contact Carrie Muth at 541-269-1993 or Connie Sims at 605-941-9512. Embrace possibilities and opportunities. Apply to become a 2023 Derwood K. McDaniel DKM first-timer by Kenneth Semyon Sr. You are invited to apply to join the class of 2023 DKM first-timers by completing the first-ever online application for consideration. The link to apply will be announced on various ACB lists and on the website. The Derwood K. McDaniel DKM first-timers award connects two recipients, one from east and one from west of the Mississippi River.
with possibilities and opportunities to enhance their lives through personalized leadership development activities. Recipients will come together in Schaumburg, Illinois, for the 62nd Annual ACB Conference and Convention from June 30 to July 7, 2023. If you are an ACB member who has never attended an in-person ACB conference and convention, desire to learn and grow personally, and meet the criteria below, we invite you to learn more about and participate in ACB's Primary Leadership Development Program. To be eligible for consideration, each applicant must be age 18 or older, blind or visually impaired, current on ACB membership dues, and never have attended an in-person ACB conference and convention. Applicants will undergo a 30-minute interview with a team of DKM committee members in mid-April. In addition, a letter of recommendation must be submitted by the applicant's state or special interest affiliate president. Applicants must be sure that they meet the award criteria before requesting a letter of recommendation. The letter of recommendation should include the applicant's demonstrated leadership qualities, potential, and contributions on any level within the organization or in their local community. The DKM program and ACB honor recipients by funding round-trip air travel and supporting transportation, hotel accommodations, double occupancy, per diem allowance for meals and incidentals, reception, banquet tickets, the general convention registration fee, and other predetermined activities. Tours and other fun activities are not covered by the program. The responsibilities of each recipient include, but are not limited to, attending the full week of conference and convention activities from Friday, June 30, through the end of Thursday, July 6, participating in daily general sessions and the Keys to the Convention seminar, along with special interest and committee seminars, while making efforts to interact with ACB leaders and fellow members. The applicant submits an online application, and the affiliate president submits a letter of recommendation to Kelly Gask, K-G-A-S-Q-U-E, at acb.org. The application and letter must be received in the ACB National Office no later than April 3rd. The DKM committee will select the 2023 first-timers during the latter part of April. Recipients will be notified shortly thereafter. The DKM committee reserves the right to recognize two recipients from the East or West if there are no qualified applicants from one of the specified areas mentioned above. All questions should be sent to DKM Chair Kenneth Semien Sr., semien.k at att.net, or dial 409-866-5838. In Memoriam, Warren Toyama, by Don Thompson and Chris Gray. ACB has just lost one of its truly great state leaders, as well as a leading figure in the Randolph Shepard Vending Program. Warren Toyama, of the Hawaii Association of the Blind, was its founder and guiding spirit for several decades. He was born on the island of Hawaii on April 2, 1936, and passed away in Honolulu on November 3, 2022. One of his favorite things was to talk story with acquaintances and friends, and here we intend to talk story about our dear friend, Warren Toyama. He believed firmly that in this way, we would strengthen one another and the movement of all blind people with whom we became acquainted. Warren began his work in leadership as an extremely active member of his high school, ultimately serving as its valedictorian following many other accomplishments. 
He graduated from the University of Hawaii in sociology, followed by a successful career as a salesman for World Book Encyclopedia. He was the first disabled person to become a part of management in this organization. As time progressed, Warren moved on to be an active Hawaiian blind vendor and headed a corporation of blind vendors who outbid a sighted-run corporation for the vending facility at the Honolulu airport. While at the airport, Warren was able to get legislation passed giving blind people preference in the operation of the airport, which came to include three large stands over time. The state then violated its own laws and took the stands away from the blind. Warren started the Hawaii Federation of the Blind and handpicked a few members to get the organization up and running. It was chartered in 1966. He and the organization succeeded in passing legislation on several areas, including the adoption by blind parents of children sighted or blind. The most important legislation, which Warren almost single-handedly got passed through the legislature, was returning the airport vending facilities for the blind to the blind. Following the passage of the legislation, negotiations took place, which set up the conditions for the present corporation, which is in charge of that vending facility. It has grown to be a highly successful facility, comprising 10 separate vending stands throughout Hawaii. Proceeds from this operation go in part to the three members of the authorized corporation. In addition, Ho'opono, the rehabilitation organization for the blind of Hawaii, receives funding to run its vending facility program for the benefit of Hawaiian vendors. Third, the foundation, a subsidiary of the corporation, receives considerable funding, which was set up to help the blind generally in Hawaii. This structure, and particularly the subsidiary nonprofit corporation, are a long-lasting tribute to the vision and creativity of Warren Toyama. While all of this success for the blind was transpiring, Warren had had enough of the National Federation of the Blind and led the organization out of NFB. He was always very prideful in saying, We weren't thrown out like so many other NFB affiliates. We just quit. The Hawaii Association of the Blind, HAB, was formed and served as an independent entity for a short time and then was lucky enough to join the American Council of the Blind. Another of Warren's greatest accomplishments was spotting the potential of a young man who wasn't well-educated but was very innately bright. Many came to know him as Philo too. Philo served for a time as president of HAB and was active at national conventions. Sadly, he passed several years ago due to pernicious cancer. Warren has not been active in the past five or six years, either in HAB or in RSVA, due to ill health and overall physical decline. HAB has continued on its merry way with the aforementioned guiding spirit of Warren Toyama. His knowledge and foresight created an organization that hopefully will last for many decades into the future. Here are a few memories of people close to Warren and his wife Julie that they specifically wished to share with you. Donna Seliger, Secretary, RSVA My husband Bob and I traveled to Hawaii many times over our 30-year marriage. We met Warren and Julie early on and found them to be a warm and interesting couple. On several of our visits to the islands, we enjoyed the hospitality of the Hawaii Association of the Blind before their annual conventions. I can picture Warren sitting on a low table, small space, swinging his legs to music and singing along with it. Warren was a very wise leader of the HAB until he stepped down and gave the reins to Philo too. Warren and Philo, 
made an outstanding organization grow over the years. Philo left us first, having battled cancer, and now we mourn the loss of Warren Toyama. It is my hope HAB will thrive and grow from the knowledge and wisdom Warren promoted. Aloha, Warren. You will be missed by so many who knew and loved you. Art Cabanilla, President, Hawaii Association of the Blind Warren was a visionary person. He saw things in advance, and because of that, he could plan for the present and future of HAB. That made him an exemplary leader for us. He believed in us, and now we must believe in his work and vision for the future. Aloha and thank you, Warren. Best wishes. Summary of the August and September Meetings of the ACB Board of Directors by Penny Reader Editor's Note To read the minutes of these meetings, visit tinyurl.com slash numerals 35 MU numerals 89 SD or listen to the board meeting podcasts at acbmedia.org. ACB President Dan Spoon called the August 31st meeting of the Board of Directors to order at 8.02 p.m. Eastern. All board members, several ACB staffers, and guests Mitch Pomerantz, chair of the newly formed Disciplinary Committee, and Gabe Griffith, Resolutions Committee chair, were present. Following the roll call, the board discussed ACB's vote now process. To give all members the opportunity to vote, ACB distributed 2,500 Braille and large print voter codes to members who have not shared email addresses with the organization. Chief Financial Officer Nancy Marks Becker stated the total cost for vote now was $12,600. Of that, $5,400 created unique voter codes. $1,000 sent email reminders, and $6,400 mailed 2,450 paper voter packets. Spoon indicated the fall board meeting would take place October 21-22. to 22. He announced Pam Shaw's appointment as chair of the newly formed ACB Mental Health and Wellness Committee, noting an email invitation seeking participation was distributed. ACB Media Manager Rick Morin and Convention Coordinator Janet Dickelman provided a snapshot of the survey responses and feedback gathered from ACB community calls. Out of 560 people who responded to the survey, approximately 450 completed it, and 82% shared demographic information. Totally blind respondents represented 60.5%, people with low vision represented 28.6%, and fully sighted respondents represented 8.4%. 59% attended virtually, and of those, 89% attended via Zoom. Respondents 44 and younger represented 13.9%, and the 45 to 64 age bracket represented 33% of attendees. ACB community participants represented 62.5% of survey respondents. Cost, location, ease of transportation, and special interest affiliate programming were motivating factors for attending the convention. Respondents who thought the convention was too long nearly equaled the number who thought that the length of the convention was appropriate given the amount of work accomplished. The convention voting process received the highest approval rating. Preliminary analysis treated all respondents as a single group. Rick will perform more in-depth data analyses, and he and Janet will share more during the fall board meeting. 
In his report, Executive Director Eric Bridges stated, Planning for the Audio Description Gala, scheduled for November 29 at 7.30 p.m. Eastern, is underway. He celebrated a convention survey completion rate of 80 percent for more than 500 responses. Bridges described his participation at a conference sponsored by Netflix in conjunction with Global Accessibility Awareness Day. He was honored to represent ACB in the blindness community on a panel focusing on normalizing audio description, authentic casting, and other accessibility considerations. He noted it was especially thrilling to experience open audio descriptions, which were seamlessly integrated into the soundtrack of a film screening. Eric Bridges and Clark Rockfall attended the Disability In conference, meeting with corporate leadership from CVS Health, Microsoft, LinkedIn, Google, Hilton, MGM Resorts, Walmart, Nike, Union Pacific Railroads, and others. Working with corporations in the spirit of collaboration is worthwhile work. Following Eric's report, board member Terry Pacheco brought an item to the board's attention. She noticed ACB's website easily allows one to join as a member at large or friend of ACB, but finding a link to join state or special interest affiliates is challenging. Eric asked Terry to reach out to Kelly Gask in the national office. She will make sure a link for joining state or special interest affiliates is placed on the site. In her financial report, Nancy Marks Becker explained since ACB is midway through the financial year, she and Treasurer David Trott can project where the organization will be financially at year's end. At this time, it appears that ACB will have a deficit of approximately $135,500 at the end of the year. The board unanimously adopted a motion to move up to $250,000 from board reserves to prevent any shortage in ACB's cash flow. Nancy shared that, since hiring a general thrift store's manager, revenue from ACB's thrift stores has significantly exceeded expectations. The next item of business was the board's approval of priorities for resolutions adopted at the 2022 convention. Resolutions Chair Gabe Griffith and Vice Chair Mark Reichert worked with committee members, ACB's advocacy staff, and members of the Advocacy Steering Committee, considering which resolutions should be addressed immediately, which would require staff to collaborate with ACB affiliates, committees, and partner organizations, and which would need ongoing attention to accomplish their stated intent. Their work culminated in a resolutions prioritization spreadsheet, which outlined their collaborative plans and established timelines and goals for each resolution. The proposed prioritization was unanimously approved. These resolutions received Priority 1 attention and will be addressed immediately. 202203, 2022-07, 2022-12, 2022-18, and 2022-25. Priority 2 resolutions are 202206, 202209, 2022-13, 2022-14, and 2022-26, 2022-15, 2022-19, 2022-24, and 2022-27. Priority 3 resolutions include 202208, 2022-16, and 2022-17. To view the list of resolutions adopted at the convention, visit www.acb.org slash numerals 2022-R-E-S-O-L-U-T-I-O-N-S. 
Spoon announced he put together an ad hoc disciplinary committee chaired by Mitch Pomerantz. The committee's first task has been to identify a grievance process for handling complaints that might not rise to the seriousness of code violations, but which need to be addressed and resolved. Committee members recommended a process for sharing the proposed grievance process with ACB members and receiving their feedback. A long discussion followed. When the meeting reconvened on September 13, the board addressed the remaining agenda items from the previous meeting and held an executive session during which no formal motions were made. Following the executive session, the board approved a motion to authorize hiring two staff members, a full-time grant writer and a resource development assistant. In addition, ACB will hire a full-time audio description project coordinator. Filling these positions represents no additional costs for ACB. The board selected the three members of the 2023 Budget Committee who will serve along with Nancy Becker and President Spoon. They are David Trott, Deb Cook-Lewis, and Jeff Bishop. The board also unanimously approved a second term of service for Deb Cook-Lewis as ACB's Public Relations Committee Chair. Rachel Schroeder will chair the newly created ACB Media Support Committee. Other committee members include Deb Cook-Lewis, Jeff Bishop, Mikey Wiseman, Cheryl Cummings, and Cecily Laney-Nipper. As the board revisited issues associated with the Code of Conduct, they focused on two documents. The board unanimously voted to post the document outlining the process for handling Code of Conduct complaints on the ACB website. They also voted to distribute the second document, which outlines a proposed policy for resolving interpersonal disputes to the membership. A team comprised of Mitch Pomerantz, Deb Cook-Lewis, Chris Bell, David Trott, Jeff Tom, and Dan Spoon will host calls to discuss the proposed policies and get feedback from members. They will share written and audio copies of the proposed policy statement via regular ACB communications channels and report to the board in advance of the October 2022 board meeting. The meeting concluded at 11.30 p.m. Eastern. Affiliate News Reaching Our Horizons Come one, come all to the ACBM State Convention. We'll kick off the convention with our virtual auction on Sunday evening, January 22nd. We will also hold a virtual exhibitor open house on Thursday, January 26th at 7 p.m. Join us in person January 27th through 29th at the Country Inn and Suites in Woodbury, Minnesota, or join us via Zoom. Room rates at Country Inn and Suites are $91 per night plus tax. To make your room reservations, call 651-739-7300. Use group code American Council of the Blind of Minnesota. In-person registration, including all meals, is $65. If you plan to join us via Zoom, registration is $20. You will receive all convention Zoom links. We are currently working on our Friday afternoon programming. We do know that after a taco dinner, Minnesota's own Earl Harrison will perform for us with guitar and vocals. On Saturday, there will be a panel on advocacy led by Denise Just, CEO, Wisconsin Council of the Blind and Visually Impaired, a segment on fall prevention and safety from motivational speaker and author Larry Johnson, Houston, Texas, plus ACB's first vice president, Deb Cook-Lewis, Clarkston, Washington. And you won't want to miss updates from the Minnesota State Academy for the Blind, Minnesota Blind and Talking Book Library, and the Minnesota Department of Employment and Economic Development State Services for the Blind. 
Saturday evening, join us for our banquet featuring Minnesota storyteller Chad Philly. On Sunday, our convention will culminate with our membership meeting. ACB Next Generation Cookbook now available. ACB Next Generation has pulled together a cookbook. This cookbook is jam-packed with more than 100 tried-and-true recipes from our members and friends, from breakfasts to sides, main dishes to desserts, and you can get your hands on one for just $20. Each recipe is complete with step-by-step directions. Visit tinyurl.com slash numeral 4 vjxdt numeral 2w for more information. New educational series features guide dogs in action. Maine's Pine Tree Guide Dog users recently launched a free educational series for students and others that provides information and materials about how blind people and guide dogs work together as a team, and how guide dogs use a variety of skills to safely guide their partners. All materials are available free from the Educational Corner at www.pinetreeguidedogusers.org, www.pinetreeguidedogusers.org. The series includes a supplemental document for teachers and other presenters, a professionally designed poster and handout of a guide dog team using five different skills, and a two-module lesson plan and worksheet for grades two to three. Nevada, Utah, celebrate their 50th anniversaries. Nevada Council of the Blind celebrated its 50th anniversary with a potluck party in Pahrump. The chapter recognized Rick Culmey and Marilyn Hayden and presented a certificate of appreciation to Rick's sister for his many years of service to the blind community in Nevada. The Utah Council of the Blind celebrated its 50th anniversary in December. It featured information, reminiscences, entertainment, gifts, keynote speaker Corinna Tanner, and a traditional holiday turkey dinner. South Dakota Convention News by Larray Olson The South Dakota Association of the Blind, SDAB, held its in-person convention on October 28 and 29 at the Country Inn & Suites in Sioux Falls. This was our first in-person meeting since 2019. The convention theme was Imagine. We had a good program and a great time visiting with everyone in attendance. We heard two motivating speeches from ACB's second vice president, Ray Campbell, who joined us via Zoom. One of the speakers, Deb Versteg, gave us a lot to imagine when she talked about her trip to Florida with her sister and friends to participate with Dolphins Plus which gives experiences free to cancer patients. The pizza on Friday evening was very good, and the meal at noon on Saturday was filling and delicious. This year, the Gus Zocht Memorial Award, given in honor of an early member of SDAB, was presented to Jane Mundshank for her dedicated work as a teacher of the blind and visually impaired and her involvement in AER and the Aberdeen Lioness Club. Congratulations, Jane. At the business meeting, we decided that SDAB will spearhead a White Cane Safety Day event in 2023. Activities will be planned for Sioux Falls and hopefully other cities also. We also elected five officers and three board members. They are President Larray Olson, First Vice President Connie Sims, Second Vice President Virginia Miller, Secretary Sherry Gary, Treasurer Seth Sims, Three-Year Board Positions. 
Amy Skapaniak, and Dave Miller. One-year position, Jackie Shepard. Thank you to Virginia Miller and the Program and Social Committee and to Connie Sims for making all the plans and arrangements for this year's convention. How can we bring what we learned at the ACB convention back to our affiliate members? Compiled by Artis Bazin, ACB Membership Committee Chair. On the August ACB Membership Committee focus call, we discussed how members could better share the information they learned at the national convention with their affiliate members. We heard from some leaders of affiliates about ways they give affiliate members important details learned at the ACB convention. Linda Olivia McKinley and Tom Jones from the Membership Committee for ACB Diabetics in Action, Sheila Young from the Florida Council of the Blind, Sam Yale from ACB of Virginia, and Cecily Laney Nipper from the Georgia Council of the Blind. The suggestions offered by speakers and participants on the call included sharing national convention-related ACB community calls, previewing upcoming ACB committee sessions, and other ACB convention activities with affiliate members in affiliate and chapter email lists. Strongly encourage members to participate in national convention events and sessions, both in newsletters and affiliate community calls. Suggesting the affiliate offer scholarships or stipends to members to attend the national convention. Sharing important facts and contact information of speakers at the national convention in the affiliate newsletter. Planning affiliate community calls to showcase events and info learned at convention. Encouraging members to attend ACB community calls where convention programming is discussed forwarding links to podcasts from the convention, and encouraging members to listen to them. Inviting speakers from the national convention to affiliate and chapter meetings. Please do encourage members to look for the links for podcasts from the ACB convention and think of ways to get more people to attend the next convention, either virtually or in person. Contact the membership committee if you have topics you'd like us to use in upcoming focus calls. You can email them to a B-A-Z-Y-N at B-A-Z-Y-N communications.com. In January, we'll be discussing how to create goals for your affiliate to accomplish during the next year. Passings. We honor here members, friends, and supporters of the American Council of the Blind who have impacted our lives in many wonderful ways. If you would like to submit a notice for this column, please include as much of the following information as possible. Name, first, last, maiden if appropriate. City of residence upon passing. State or province of residence upon passing. Other cities, states, countries of residence. Places where other blind people may have known this person. Occupation, date of death. Day if known, month, year. Age, ACB affiliation local, state, special interest affiliates, or national committees. Deaths that occurred more than six months ago cannot be reported in this column. Leland Kent Wimmer, January 8, 1929 to September 26, 2022. Reprinted with permission from the UCB Buzz, November 2022. Leland Kent Wimmer, 93, of Draper, Utah, passed away on September 26, 2022, due to osteomyelitis. Kent was born January 8, 1929, to Harold J. and Lucille Wimmer in Duchesne County, Utah, 
and grew up driving cattle and tractors in Nine Mile Canyon with 12 siblings. After attending Duchesne High School, he served honorably in the 65th Combat Engineer Battalion, 25th Division, U.S. Army in Korea, where he drove over a landmine while finishing an airstrip. He rehabbed at the Heinz VA Blind Rehabilitation Center, setting the course for the rest of his life. Returning home totally blind and partially deaf, he attended law school at the University of Utah and was a successful attorney for over 60 years. He lived in the same house on R Street in the Avenues for nearly 70 years, where he went on to have six children from his first marriage to Dolores Oselin, Wayne, Kathleen, Scott, Christine, Linda, and Stephen, and adopted two more from his second to Tony Anthony, Robert, and Ray, before being married and sealed in the bountiful Utah Temple to his third wife, Willa Ray Holt, in June 2021. His favorite activity was taking road trips across the country, hearing descriptions of the landmarks, and showing off his amazing memory and vast knowledge with a story and a detour everywhere along the way. Kent's quick smile, good humor, glass eyes, and booming voice made him a memorable man who touched many lives with his perseverance, kindness, love, and generosity. Kent was predeceased by his siblings, Edith, Thomas, Jack, Robert, Arlene, Lee, and William, and daughter Kathleen. He is survived by his wife, Willa Ray Holt, his siblings, Jean, J.D., Elaine, Sally, and Max, children Wayne, Scott, Christine, Linda, Stephen, Robert, and Ray, and stepchildren Donnie, Marie, Ellis, Leah, Amy, Lindsay, and Noel, grandchildren and great-grandchildren. Funeral services were held October 4, 2022, with internment at the Utah Veterans Cemetery in Bluffdale. Here and There, edited by Cynthia G. Hawkins. The announcements of products and services in this column does not represent an endorsement by the American Council of the Blind, its officers, or staff. Listings are free of charge for the benefit of our readers. The ACB Braille Forum cannot be held responsible for the reliability of the products and services mentioned. To submit items for this column, send a message to slovering at acb.org or phone the National Office at 1-800-424-8666 and leave a message in Sharon Lovering's mailbox. Information must be received at least two months ahead of publication date. Sierra Regional Ski for Light The 2023 SRSFL three-day cross-country ski event will be held in Truckee, California, Saturday, March 4 through Monday, March 6, 2023. Lodging will be at the Best Western Hotel in Truckee, California. Skiing will be at Tahoe Donner Cross Country. Fees include two nights lodging, double occupancy in Truckee, breakfasts and dinners, and trail passes for all three days. You are on your own for lunches in Truckee. Tahoe Donner has a lunch menu, which includes vegetarian items. For those coming in on Friday, March 3, lodging will be at the Fairfield Inn & Suites, 10745 Gold Center Drive, Rancho Cordova, California, 95670. Phone 916-858-8680. SRSFL will hold an informal meet-and-greet from 6 to 8 p.m. with a salad and pizza dinner. 
We will depart at 7.15 a.m. Saturday, March 4th, from the Fairfield Inn for Tahoe Donner Cross Country. This year, our skier application form is online. There is nothing to download. Visit our skier webpage at srsfl.org. Click on the link there, read the application carefully, fill it in, fully answering all questions, and click on Submit. Your trip fees are due by the sign-up deadline, February 18, 2023. If you need to cancel, please do so on or before February 18, 2023. There will be no refunds after this date. Note, because of many generous donations to SRSFL, these fees are heavily subsidized. For more information and details, contact Kathy Campbell, Skier Coordinator, at A-U-T-U-M-N. C-A-T-H-Y at gmail.com or call or text at 916-705-7913. SRSFL recommends that all participants be fully vaccinated for COVID-19. What are the costs for the weekend? With equipment rental, $290. If you bring your own skis or snowshoes, $200. If you want a single room, add $200. Mail checks for payment to Gene Snugs, 609 42nd Street, Sacramento, California, 95819. Contact Gene at snuggsj at gmail.com for information on how to pay online with Zelle. Request for book content. Emma Moore, the 21-year-old granddaughter of Dr. John Hinchcliffe, former vice-chancellor, president of Auckland University of Technology, is seeking stories and or anecdotes from those who are blind and or deaf for a book project. For more information, contact emma.moor1 at gmail.com. National Braille Press Books NBP has several new books available. One is Five Ingredient Mediterranean Cookbook, 101 Easy and Flavorful Recipes for Every Day, by Denise Hazemi. It's available in Braille and as a BRF. In the technology section, newly available is Microsoft Windows 11 Keystroke Compendium, by Kim and Chris Nova. It's available in Braille or BRF and has a comprehensive list of the keystrokes available in Windows 11. Over in the children's section are a number of new books and some old favorites. The Going to Bed book by Sandra Boynton is a print-and-braille board book for ages baby to three. This classic bedtime story is just right for winding down the day as a joyful, silly group of animals winds down for the night. Newly available is Clive and His Art by Jessica Spaniel. It, too, is a print-and-braille board book for ages baby to three. Clive loves all kinds of art. He likes looking at it, making it, and sharing it with his friends. If you have a youngster who loves to interrupt, you'll love this book, Interrupting Chicken and the Elephant of Surprise, by David Ezra Stein, is available in UEB for ages 4 to 7. Full of the same boisterous charm that made Interrupting Chicken so beloved by readers, this gleeful follow-up is sure to delight fans of stories, surprises, and elephants alike. Do you remember Frog and Toad? Now available is Frog and Toad Together by Arnold Lobel. It comes in UEB and is for ages 4 to 7. Another brand new book is Shark Lady, the true story of how Eugenie Clark became the ocean's most fearless scientist. 
by Jess Keating and Marta Alvarez-Miguenez. It's available in UEB for ages 3 to 8. This book shares the story of a woman who taught the world that sharks were to be admired rather than feared, and that women can do anything. For more information, call toll-free 1-800-548-7323 or 617-266-6160, extension 520, or visit tinyurl.com slash numeral 3 MSZ numerals 54 CT. Free Audio Magazine. Jubilee Club is a free audio magazine available by email or thumb drive. You can download it from Dropbox, tinyurl.com slash yc numeral 6 m wnxv, or send an email to rob at R-O-B-P-O-W-E-L-L, numerals 6-7, at gmail.com. Circle of Love Magazine The Circle of Love is a monthly conservative Christian audio magazine for the blind. Each issue contains gospel songs, a Bible quiz, prayer requests, a Bible memory verse, church-related news items, testimonies of those who have come to Christ, a gospel message, and other features, such as recognition of birthdays and anniversaries. For more information, write to Circle of Love Ministry, 12200 North Route B, Hallsville, Missouri, 65255, or call toll-free 1-800-871-9012. Enter extension 235948, followed by the pound sign to leave your message. You may also send email to editor at circleofloveministry.com or visit the website www.circleofloveministry.com www.circleofloveministry.com ACB Officers President Dan Spoon Second Term, 2023. 3924 Lake Mirage Boulevard, Orlando, Florida, 32817-1554. First Vice President, Deb Cook-Lewis. First Term, 2023. 1131 Liberty Drive, Clarkston, Washington, 99403. Second Vice President, Ray Campbell. Second Term, 2023. 460 Rain Tree Court, number 3K, Glen Ellen, Illinois, 60137. Secretary Denise Colley, second term, 2023. 26131 Travis Brook Drive, Richmond, Texas, 77406-3990. Treasurer David Trott, final term, 2023. 1018 East Street South, Talladega, Alabama, 35160. Immediate Past President, Kim Charlson. 57 Grandview Avenue, Watertown, Massachusetts, 02472. ACB Board of Directors. Christopher Bell, Pittsburgh, North Carolina. First term, 2024. Jeff Bishop, Kirkland, Washington. Second term, 2024. Donna Brown, Romney, West Virginia. First term, 2024. Gabriel Lopez Cafati, Miami Lakes, Florida. First term, 2026. 
Terry Pacheco, Silver Spring, Maryland, first term, 2026. Doug Powell, Falls Church, Virginia, second term, 2024. Rachel Schroeder, Springfield, Illinois, first term, 2026. Kenneth Semyon Sr., Beaumont, Texas, first term, 2024. Connie Sims, Sioux Falls, South Dakota, first term, 2026. Jeff Tom, Sacramento, California, second term, 2026. ACB Board of Publications. Katie Frederick, Chair, Worthington, Ohio, first term, 2023. Cheryl Cummings, Boston, Massachusetts, first term, 2023. Zelda Gebhard, Edgley, North Dakota, second term, 2024. Penny Reeder, Montgomery Village, Maryland, third term, 2024. Gachet Wells, Jacksonville, Florida, first term, 2024. Accessing your ACB, Braille, and eForums. The ACB eForum may be accessed by email on the ACB website via download from the webpage in Word, plain text, or Braille-ready file, or by phone at 518-906-1820. To subscribe to the email version, contact Sharon Lovering, S-L-O-V-E-R-I-N-G, at acb.org. The ACB Braille Forum is available by mail, in Braille, large print, NLS-style digital cartridge, and via email. It is also available to read or download from ACB's webpage and by phone 518-906-1820. Subscribe to the podcast versions from your second-generation Victor Reader stream or from https colon slash slash p-i-n-e-c-a-s-t dot com slash feed slash ACB dash Braille dash forum dash and dash E dash forum.